Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. This message series came out of is uh, both Natalie and I were praying for 2023. And uh, what I felt as I was praying is I saw these starting blocks. Um, like for a sprint or a runner, starting blocks. And uh, Natalie heard as she was praying, get ready. And as we prayed more into it, something that I believe the Lord has for us as a church is to get ready in the starting blocks of faith. Starting blocks for a runner, you get in there so that you can have a good start. Um, and so for you to have a good start this year, or maybe um, can we, it's, it's like the 15th, can we restart already? Yes, you can. Uh, and get into the starting blocks of faith and, and position yourself. And I believe then the Lord has something for you as uh, for an acceleration in, uh, in that area. Now, if you are, are part of Thrive, you've been coming for a bit, um, you would know this, or maybe, um, maybe you need to be reminded of this this week, is that God has a plan for you. That he has a plan, a purpose for you. That God has a, a call on your life, a plan, a purpose, a race for you to run. Hebrews talks about that, that, that you should run the race that God has put before you. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of your faith. Let go of every weight that slows you down and looking unto Jesus because you have a race to run from God Almighty himself. If you didn't have a call, a race to run, you would not be here. You would be absent of the body present with the Lord, but he has a plan. He has a purpose for you. So we're talking about this series. We're talking about positioned, being positioned in faith. Just as Abraham last week, we talked about how Abraham, he left from what he knew on the word from the Lord. Faith is never just on, oh, I have an idea or, oh, this sounds good. Or, um, uh, yeah, I just saw something on the Instagram. Um, but it's actually, okay, here's a word from the Lord. I'm now taking that and I'm moving. And that's what Abraham did. He heard the word from the Lord and then he moved to a land he did not know and he dwelt there by faith. And talking about being positioned in faith. And as we are positioned in faith, man, we get ready for what God has. That, that God has something as you're in that position to receive. And we talked about this, is that you don't want something that is self-made. Because if it's self-made, then it has to be self-maintained. Uh, you don't want to be trying to maintain something. Instead, you want it being done by the presence and the power of God. And so we're going to continue in this message series. Um, the title of my message today is, As It Was His Custom. As It Was His Custom. Well, wow, that's a clunky title, Josiah. Well, it's, it's in the Bible. So um, <laughs> in Luke 4, Jesus, he's starting his public ministry. In Luke 4, we find Jesus, he's starting his public ministry, and he's just come from the desert, uh, 40 days, being tempted by Satan, saying, whoa, whoa, I'm the, I ain't eating a rock. Man shouldn't live by bread alone. Like, he's, he's shutting down the tempter. And the Bible says that he leaves empowered by the Spirit, that he lives, leaves empowered by the Spirit, uh, leaves in the power of the Spirit. 
And Jesus then goes to the synagogue as he did every Sabbath, as he did every day of rest, Saturday, he would go to the synagogue. Now, a synagogue um, is where they would read scripture, where they would teach from uh, the law and the book of the prophets. They would go there every Saturday, a lot like church. But we're going to pick up something here that I believe actually speaks to being positioned. So, and he came to Nazareth, that being Jesus, when he had been brought, uh, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are pressed, to to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, This scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And when they were, uh, and all were speaking well of him and wondering at this, uh, at the gracious words which were falling from his lips. And they were saying, is this not Joseph's son? Uh, Is this not the, the carpenter's son? Is this not Joseph's son? So Jesus, he reads the scripture and what he's reading from is actually the Old Testament. Um, He's reading a book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 61, actually. And it's talking about, as you read there, it's talking about the Messiah. It's talking about um, Jesus and people are amazed. Now, at first glance of this story, you might look and, and, and you look like Jesus was to start off his ministry that he was okay. He went to the synagogue and he said, okay, um, can you hand me the book Isaiah? And then he looks through it. Okay, here we go. No, 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 no. Ah, here it is. And then he finds the one, this one's about me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he says it. And then he says, today it's been fulfilled. Mike drop. And he sits down. However, this is not the case. In, in, in ancient times, in the synagogues, there would have actually been set readings for each day. So for each Sabbath, there were set readings that they would do. If you came from a traditional background, you'd be familiar with this, of that there are set readings that every single church in that denomination would read on the same day. So uh, in the synagogues, there was set readings for each, each Sabbath. And one was they would read the, the, the book of the law, the Torah. They would read the, 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 a book or a, a part from the prophets, the Haftarah. And uh, ooh, Haftarah, Josiah, is that some sort of dessert? No, it's um, what they would call the book of the prophets, so the prophetic book. So they would read every Saturday, they would have public reading of scripture, they would read the law, and then they would read the book, uh, uh, read a portion of the book of the prophets, so certain scriptures. 
and, and it would be set for each day. And some scholars believe, because now it's changed through thousands of years, what uh, synagogues practice today, but they believe that it would take about three and a half years to get through the pairings that they would do of the, the law and the prophets, that every, every Sabbath they would read, and it would, to go through from point A all the way again to point A would be about three and a half years. So Jesus, he did not just pick, I would like to read the Isaiah scroll here. There was a set reading for that day, that day that he was there. And it was Isaiah 61, one to two. And Jesus, he didn't just pick out, I'd like to read Isaiah. The scripture says that the scroll was handed to him. Uh, and, and, and that was at the beginning of his ministry. And he read the prophetic scripture that was written hundreds of years before uh, uh, that, that was prophetic about a Messiah coming. That Jesus, he bringing freedom to the captives, uh, the, those that are captive to sin, to bring the gospel, the good news, to bring sight. Yes, physically he healed people, but also sight spiritually. Those who were in darkness that he would bring light. And for him to say at the end, at the start of his minute, public ministry, say, it has been finished, that it is fulfilled. But why was Jesus in the room, in the synagogue on that day to read Isaiah 61 on that day? Was it a coincidence that there was just, uh, 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 th that Jesus was just, just there to be reading? No. Did Jesus just show up to synagogue on Isaiah 61 day? and say, okay, I'm here, guys. Um, can I do a reading for you? Uh, I, I think uh, you might want to listen to this. No. He did, and we actually see why he was there, and it's in Luke 4, verse 16. And he, Jesus, came to Nazareth when he had, where he had been brought up, and was his custom, he entered the synagogue on Sabbath and stood up to read. As it was his custom he would go to the synagogue. Another word, way you could say custom is his habit. His habit. As was his habit, he went to the synagogue. See, it was Jesus's habit that to go to synagogue, his habit of, do, oh, habit is what? Is doing something regularly and consistently. Right, like you, I hope you brush your teeth regularly. It's a habit. You don't need to think about it. I know what is not a habit for me, and that is flossing. There's two different things. And I know what's a habit and what I just do when the hygienist reminds me. And, but it's part of the rhythm of your life. And Jesus' habit was going to the synagogue. And his habit put him in a position for the moment for him to open the scroll and read Isaiah 61. His habit, what he did consistently, day in, day out, is what put him in a position where then he could step into and start and say, word becoming flesh, declare, this has been fulfilled today. But what put him in the room was that he was consistent. It was his habit that the, when the word became flesh, that he could then say, hey, listen, this, what was spoken today is fulfilled. I think our habits can position you for God's plan and purpose for your life. 
Jesus, the plan for Jesus was before the foundation of time, the scripture says. That moment from God was positioned before the foundation of time. But I think in that account of Jesus, I think we can see something that applies to your life and my life. And that's this, is that our habits, what we do consistently and regularly positions us. Uh, that, you know, uh, Jesus's habit uh, a part of his weekly rhythm was to go to synagogue. For, for 30 years, he would go to synagogue, and finally on this day, on Isaiah 61 day, he said, today it has been fulfilled. In verse 22, we see that people are amazed. They're like, whoa, who is this guy saying all this stuff? Uh, is this not Joseph's son? Uh, and, and later you read, they eventually want to kill him, but we're not going to go there. But is that, they say, isn't this Joseph's son? I'm sure some people in the crowd, when he stood up, said this and, and said, today it's been fulfilled. I bet you some people were like, well, that was all of a sudden. That was quick. Where did that come from? But it wasn't all of a sudden that Jesus was was as his was custom, as it was his habit, consistently had a habit that positioned him to declare what God had and to start his ministry. I think in life many times, we want quick. Like we want, if it's, if it's online and it's more than two day delivery, I ain't buying it. Sure, it may be 10 bucks less, but I ain't buying it. I'm not doing that. I, if I'm, I'm, I'm at fast food, I like quick food. Uh, if if, if uh, the internet takes longer than three like milliseconds, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm writing a message to Shaw, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness. And somehow forgetting that, um, well, I experienced dial-up and what that was like. But I think many times we want God to do right now, suddenly. God, I'm, I'm, I'm going through the drive-through. I'm putting in my order. Yeah. I've now pulled to the second window. When is it coming? Um, come on, let's, let's go. Now, God will, and he does do suddenlies. God will, and he does do suddenlies. You see that throughout scripture. When you are in faith, when God moves, there is a suddenly. It's like, whoa. Right, the, like when the Red Sea opened up, it wasn't like trickle, trickle, trickle. It was, it was open. When the Holy Spirit filled the upper room, it was a suddenly. But I believe this, is that God uses daily habits to position you for God's suddenlies and the plan that he has for your life. That God uses what you do consistently on the daily to position you for the suddenlies. God has a suddenly for you, but I believe there are some, some consistency, some habits that you can do that will position you in line for his suddenly to happen. Just as Jesus' custom or habit uh, for years positioned him for God's plan, it shows us this example, that your habits will position you, can position you, I should say, for God's plan, God's purpose, and what he wants to do in your life. The question I need to ask myself, and I would encourage you to ask yourself, is are my habits positioning me for God's plan in my life? 
Because everybody has habits. Everybody has habits. Whether you, you think, oh, this is a habit or not, everybody has a habit um, and, and uh, a rhythm of life, how you do life. Some it's formed by how you grow up. Some it's formed by external uh, sources. Some it's formed by just life, right? And, and everybody has a habit. Daily rhythms, how you do life, they position you. The question is not, do I have a habit that's positioning me? It's, uh, the question is, what are my habits positioning me for? Like, are they helping me position me in faith? Are they helping me to position me to run my race with endurance? Are they positioning me for the plan and the purpose that God has for you? Are they positioning me for a place of peace? Are they positioning me to a place where areas of my life can flourish and grow? Or, or are they positioning me for worry and anxiety? Are they, are they positioning me to, for fatigue and to get weary? Are they positioning me for the short-term and bur- burnout? Are they positioning me so that the things that I love and hold dear in my life will not flourish but decay? I think it's, it's something to ask is, where are my habits positioning me? Because they are positioning you. But I believe what God has for us is that, hit, that we would position ourselves for the plan and the purpose that God has for us. There's a quote in business. Um, I like this quote when I had my company. Uh, it was this, it's, uh, every system is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. Every system is perfectly designed for the results it gets. So in other words, um, uh, what you're getting right now is because of how you're organizing your business. If you want to make a change, well, change how you're doing your systems. I think it could also be said that every lifestyle, your, how you, you organize your schedule, how you have your habits, how you have the rhythms of your life is perfectly designed to get the results it gets. Um, and I think it's important. Now, obviously, life happens, yes. But I believe that how we order our lives, we're going to be a little quiet here, a little talk. No, we're getting serious, contemplative. It is not, I think it's important not just to let life just happen and be like, well, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. I think it's important to examine yourself and the ways you do life and and ask yourself and look at it and say, what is this positioning me for? What is this producing in my life? And if I don't like it, maybe I might need to make a change. We're going to look at Haggai. Ooh, Josiah, Haggai. Haggai, Haggai. There's many ways to say it. Um, His mother only knew the right way. Um, Okay. Is Haggai chapter one, verse five, it says this. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. You have sown much, but harvest little. You eat, but there's not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there's not enough to become drunk. That's not an excuse to become drunk. You put on clothes, clothing, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns, earns wages to put into a purse with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Now this is written to people who who life is not working for them. 
And, and the Lord is saying, examine your ways. What you're doing right now is not working. You know, you're, you're doing things to try and get peace, but it's not working. You're doing this to try and, and finish whatever, and it's not working. You're coming up lacking. And examine your ways. I think it's important to examine ourselves, consider our ways, or another way you could say that is consider how you do life. Consider what habits and rhythms of life, where is this, what is it producing in me? Are the rib, rhythms and habits in life producing stress and anxiety? Are they, what, what are they producing? What are they producing in me? I heard someone um, speak about that in, on this scripture, and they said, um, to, to rate, to look at your life and rate from one to 10, how am I doing in these areas? It's examine yourself. Give myself an exam and how am I doing in here? From one to 10 and one being, oh, 10 being, oh yeah. Um, Kool-Aid, I don't know. But um, <laughs> is, is, is look at your life. How did I do last year in, in 2022? And then, okay, oh, this I need to, I want to make some changes. This I wasn't good. So an area is, I'm going to just give you some, some is it maybe in, in terms of spiritual Okay, how was I in, in daily prayer and spending time with the Lord? How was I in, 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 in doing what the Lord says and assembling together in a church community? And, and okay, maybe you say, okay, I'm about here. And then you say, okay, maybe I can add some habits to improve or help myself flourish in this area. How is my marriage doing in 2022? Is it, was it, was it stagnant? Was it decaying? Was it flourishing? What, what should I maybe make some changes in here? Just so you know, you, every single person has a ministry. Your first ministry, though, is your home, is your family, is your children, is your spouse. That is your first ministry. It, look at your friendships. Okay, are there friends in my life that, um, well, they are, like Proverbs would say, they're fools and they're taking me a different way? Or am I investing in the people that I should be? Am I, am I creating at myself as an island? Like, look at yourself. How are my friendships? How was my family this year? Physical, like, how am I doing health-wise? Uh, how am I doing health-wise? I'm just going to look straight ahead there for <laughs> running and endurance and... How am I doing financially in 2022? How's I doing financially? And how am I going to do it this year? How was my budgeting? Scripturally, budgeting is in scripture. Count the cost. Know how much. Know the state of your flock. Like budget. Um, uh, as well as um, how was I doing spending-wise? How was I doing in financially? How was I doing mentally? Like in my mind, where were my thoughts going? Where were my thoughts going? Oh, in 2022, whenever I was in this situation, my thoughts would always go here. Oh, maybe I need to make a change. In your career, where God has placed you to be an ambassador for Christ, um, how are you doing there? And then as you've gone through, examined yourself, like truly taken time examining, then the, I would ask this, and put an actual item on it is not just, okay, here's 2022, and like a little highlight reel of, okay, a five there, a seven there. Instead, what is one habit in each area that I could implement that would position me for growth, 
for health, to help me flourish. Just even, not even like, okay, this area I'm struggling in, I'm like, if I was to give myself a two, I'm all of a sudden, I'm not gonna be, okay, get a 10. What can I do? Just a simple thing to help me get up like, can I get a 2.5? But like, what are the habits that will position you for growth? Maybe it might be this, in the, using the same terminology in, as uh, Luke 4. Maybe as it was custom uh, in 2023, we went on a date night every two weeks because we, were, we, are, we have reality and we have kids. So not every week, but every two weeks. <laughs> as it was his custom, he uh, went to the gym uh, two times a week. Lord, help me. I'm doing it, though. Um, <laughs> As it was his custom or her custom, they daily read their Bible for five minutes and increased as the year went on and and made church a priority. You know, for me, in my whole life, I've been like a night owl. Like, I love staying up late. Like, that is my prime time. Like, where? Yeah. Um, It's like, oh, okay, sun's down. Okay, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm best thinking. This is my time. This is, and um, however, I have kids who do not do that. (laughs) They're like, hello, five o'clock. Welcome to this world. And uh, we're going to come into your room too. (laughs) And also, the world doesn't always operate at uh, 1 a.m., Things happen in the morning. And so if it was written, like in Luke, it would sound something like this. As it was Josiah's custom, he stayed up until 1 a.m. watching three documentaries in a row about something he didn't even know he cared about until now he suddenly cares about and had to finish the whole um, three-series documentary. He hit, as was custom, he hit the alarm three times, waking up finally on the fourth and the hauler from downstairs. Um, Going down, he went through the day lethargic, tired, and never present and not fully there. And I realized last year for me, early 2022, I realized this is not working for me. This is not working for my family. This is not working for my call. And this is setting me up for not the long term, but the short term. This habit that I have, as much as I enjoy this, it's setting me up. It's positioning me in a place. And where it's positioning me, I don't like it. I don't like it. So I changed. I made a change. And sometimes I regress. And then I make a change again. But now, since early last year, I've made a change where now I'm going to bed earlier. Like if you text me at 8.30 or 9, there's a 50-50 chance that I'll get back to you. I may be in bed. Um, and and uh, I get up earlier now too. But I had to change that, that one, you're like, Josiah's sleep, is that really spiritual? But that one very practical habit impacted so many areas of my life. Okay, uh, like it, 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 it improved my focus so I could be present more at work. I could be there more for my kids. I'm not lethargic. I can have energy and going with them. It improved my marriage. Like I'm there, a mentally, fully energy. 
It helped me. I found mentally when I'm tired, I'm a little bit more like I drag my feet more. The sun, it might be out, but I don't know because I'm too tired. It changed my health. It, it made a big shift. Now I know like it can be challenging though to change things, to change habits. It, it can be a challenge to do a new habit, a new rhythm of life. But something I learned from uh, about habits or changes, maybe you feel stuck. You feel stuck in this habit and like, ah, I don't know. I feel like I've been doing this for so long. I'm stuck in this habit. I learned something and it was from my Dodge Colt. Ooh, you don't even know what that is. It was a car. There's a reason you don't know. It was discontinued. It, the car was like, I don't know about that big. Um, it rode so like so close to the ground, like I, would I bottom out on speed bumps? There's about a 70% chance I would. And uh, like I got it very well used. Uh, there it was like leopard detailing on the roof. I would say to all my friends, that was not leopard detailing. It was rust. There was aerodynamic side panels and it was from someone T-boning the car before I owned it. I paid $500. So you sort of get what you pay for. Um, but oftentimes, because it was so low to the ground, it was like driving a go-kart. In wintertime, I got stuck every trip. Every time I would get stuck, even if it was a small little snowbank. I, I, I'm not sure if I even got stuck in like the sand they put on the road. Like, but I would get stuck in the snow so much. But I learned something is when I got stuck in that car, I needed some momentum. That there would be, I'd be driving and if I, I'd usually have people in my car driving and we start rocking, right? We start rocking and someone in the back, back seat is like, right? And you're rocking and you're, and, 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 and the momentum and keeping that momentum up got that car unstuck and got it keep going. See, continually doing something builds momentum, it's hard at first. So in rhythms of life, it might feel hard at first. You might feel stuck, but instead you just need some momentum. You need some consistency that will build momentum. And then you'll find that will get you unstuck. Consistency that will position you. Now, what I'm so happy about is as I'm sharing this, I'm not sharing anything about self-help. Thank God. It's not up to you to help yourself. That, that like we said last week, that self-made means self-maintained and Joab, he did not have a good ending. But that, that it's not self-help. We can do this by the spirit of the Lord. Why was Jesus in the synagogue and that habit that he would go every, every week for 30 years and until his death, he went? Because God instructed him because it was an instruction from the Lord that set that habit in his life. He's God in flesh, but he also is giving us an example. That see, scripture set to him an example for that in his life. See, uh, uh, God's word, God has instruction in his word, the Bible, that is very practical for every area of your life. That will actually, if you read and look, it will set the rhythms, the habits that you can develop in your life for your family, for finances, for spiritual, your relationship with the Lord. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you. 
built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. Know God is for you. We love you and have a great week.